Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the 2023 NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus Canton. Tonight's today's show, we're going to do our first of our Friday face-offs. Um, I haven't done one yet this season, and I'm really excited to talk to my old buddy Travis May. We're going to go over the battle of the quarterbacks for the first Friday face-off. First off, I'll say hi to Travis. How you doing, bud? Oh, doing great, man. Always good to talk some football, talk some prospects with somebody who I have enjoyed nerding out with uh, this kind of thing for, I don't know, better part of a decade. At this <laughs> Gosh, it really has been, hasn't it? <laughs> it how has long, been. How long, how long has it been <laughs> since your show with Justin? And Oh, man, I think oh. I, I was back in 2015, something like that. So. Oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah. Shit, it's almost been 10 years. That's nuts. <laughs> We're old. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Tying into this value of the quarterbacks is, what Travis is working on these days. Um, Travis, tell, a little bit of, tell us a little bit about Mojo and a little bit about what you do there. Absolutely. So I, I've been on a, a number of shows this spring just talking about Mojo, talking about NFL draft, and just really excited because I, I was brought on last fall uh, full-time with Mojo to uh, build out the college football portion of the sports stock market, which is what they are putting together. So uh, last fall, they launched uh, in September the NFL side of the stock market uh, from a career aspect. And then I came in a few weeks later and launched the uh, college football. And um, just after football season, we launched NBA. Uh, and we just launched a few weeks ago uh, some college football, sorry, college basketball action too, just for March Madness. Uh, and it's really funny because it's just, how quickly it's expanded from just a career type bet and, and investment to uh, like, we've got like single game uh, one day call and put options, like different, like things that you can actually do in the real stock market on like a short term kind of bet or investment uh, in the sports stock market in single players or entire teams. Uh, so man, it's just been it's, it's incredible. The engineering team, all the things that they're putting together is just fantastic. And so the next big thing is NFL draft. And uh, so it's going to be a huge project getting uh, ready for the NFL draft. But we have 100 players uh, that are entering this NFL draft on Mojo where that you can actually trade and invest in. If you are, if you are in New Jersey right now, we're still scaling, still growing. Eventually, we want to be in every state that we can be in. But right now, have to be in New Jersey to use it but it's just a lot of fun just because i mean you're investing in basically the players future uh stats and their future production and so uh you know you're basically uh, you, you see the price and you try to out uh outsmart us mojo and say look that price is way too high that price is way too low uh whichever direction you want to go and you can bet long you can buy you know sell short um so it's, it just makes for a really fun process that's cool Good. So like you, literally you could have like bet on a, you could have bet on a basketball player like the Noel kid from K-State and then if he had a great game his stock would go up and you could sell it like oh dude it was so quick. yeah Marquise Noel he was he was a lot of fun and I was actually working some of uh the K-State games like just from mm -hmm. a back end uh standpoint and yeah so that we had a few different things so in every single game uh, Noel, you could have uh you know bet against or for his his points and at any point in, in the game uh, if you uh, you could have exited your position, it's not like like a, just a binary like, bet where it's not like an over okay. under. It's like the stock would open at you know let's say it opened at twenty points for Marquise Noel, and throughout the game, based on how he's doing, the the overall game long projection would change. And so if if it got really low, but you thought he was going to do better in the second half, let's say it got down to fifteen, 
you could buy at that point. And if you finish up with, with 20, 23, you'd actually, you know, make money on that bet. So you can enter and exit at any, at any point. So we saw some ridiculous, uh, just really fun uh, results from the kind of style bet, which was <laughs> just incredible to see. And beyond just the single game, you could also bet on his, uh, his tournament long point totals. Uh, and that right. also wasn't binary. It, you could enter and exit at any point, essentially. So you could, hmm. um, yes, yeah, so you could. Really cool. you know, yeah. So it's just really, really customizable. Um, so it's not like, you know, you don't, you don't have to put up with really bad beats because you can enter, you know, in the first quarter, exit in the third quarter, if you don't think it's going to hit, if you, you don't want to lose everything, uh, you know, hmm. or, yeah, so it's just it's all about timing it, and it's all about uh, just having a lot of fun. <laughs> so yeah, I really like that because that's one of the things that I mean. I know like if you use one of the other sites like DraftKings or something, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck. You know, like and their I cash mean, outs are terrible in, in most cases. Like, yeah. and, and this is like no, this is this the, the number that you see. This fluctuating projection is what mm-hmm. you can sell at it. And it's like there's nothing. There's no you know cheap math behind it. It's just like. It's there, <laughs> so yeah. it's just from a user perspective, it's it's a really fun fair market. Very cool. I like that. All right, so let's yeah, let, let's get into the real stuff here now. The quarterback talk. <laughs> let's do. <it. laughs> That's neat. I have so many questions. That'll be another podcast. Yes, <laughs> for sure. All right, the relation. To, I just want to talk about quarterback relations. I think it's obviously a two man race between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Right now, Stroud's just a hair above him at 41-43, Bryce Young 41-04. Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday. Isn't that what today is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so if this will come out on Friday. So if this price may be a tiny bit different by that. What do these guys have to do? Like their value is 41-43 and 41-04. What do they have to do to get up? Like what changes what their value is? Because like for now, for instance, on the a price on a Mahomes stock is $141.04. So it's a whole yeah. $100 more than Bryce Young. So yes. what is, what is, what does he have to do to get to that type of value and how does it work? Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Mojo value is, is essentially right. a, every sport has their own kind of custom stat. Um, it's very objective. It's not a subjective matter at all. Like it's uh, you know, first downs are this yardage is that touchdowns are this, like it's, it's the football ones. If I had to describe it, it's uh, if you're familiar with any analytics, it's, it's similarly mapped out like uh, like an EPA, like expected points added. Uh, not not exactly, but you know it's it's similar in nature in how it awards value to a player and their contribution in game. And so you mentioned uh, C.J. Stroud is like forty one dollars and forty three cents as of uh, recording, and Bryce Young's forty one dollars and four cents as of recording per share, and Patrick Mahomes is one hundred and forty one, so like a hundred dollars more. Um, and part of that is that Patrick Mahomes has already banked a certain amount of stats. So like his once a player is actually in the NFL, their production on Mojo starts banking going up. So there's an actual implied floor to their production. So like guys like Joe Flacco, he's accrued, you know, like 99.999% of his banked uh, of his value. So his stock price, you know, almost all of it is actually going to be banked. There's not much future involved And the future is the part that could fluctuate uh, based on our projections and based on um, Hmm. market action, based on new upcoming news, trade contracts, everything that goes into building out the future projection. But with Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he's in the GOAT conversation. And so when you look at guys who have stayed around and have been in the, the GOAT conversation, they they are few and far between, but they can get into that conversation of you know $140 plus. Like Tom Brady, for example, his right. career mojo value accrued over like the 50 billion years that he was in the league as $170. Uh, so, I was wondering if that makes sense yeah. now. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, and so th- there's not that many that have done that. Like Drew Brees since 2000, he, he Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, and Tom Brady. There's five guys who've actually gotten over $100 of actual accrued mojo value. It's a really fun way to measure and and kind of value players because like in my dynasty, you know, we're always trying to guess how many how many years are we really going to get out of this player? You know, like, and that's partly why we devalue running backs. But uh, with quarterbacks, there's so much longevity involved that the projection can be quite large and, and it can be uh, pretty, uh, it, well, it can be implying several seasons involved. And so with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, you know, a dollar, $41 is you know, compared to Patrick Mahomes and there's a $100 gap. But when you're thinking about a player who has actually accrued zero, his floor is truly actually zero. Like, you know, he might right. not actually, if you, if you bought in at $41 and he had a few injuries, didn't really do anything, it, you know, flamed out of the league, uh, you know, turned it out to be like a Ryan Leaf type player. You're, you know, kind of at, crap out of luck, <laughs> but uh, you're right. not going to see any, any return. But as they accrue that value, uh, more and more of that becomes real and actual banks. You can sell out at any price that the market says it is. But, um, you know, there's obviously a lower floor for these high variance players that, that are just coming into the league now. So it's, it's, it's tough, even though they're first round projections, it's tough to confidently say, oh, yeah, they're, they're obviously going to be in the $100 range <laughs> uh, when mm-hmm. it's all said and done. So, but, but basically, that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. first round players, first round quarterbacks are at least around 20 bucks or more. And the better ones, early first rounds are going to be more in this range of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on the profile, depending on the player, and so so on. But um, that that's the that's the simple overview, I guess, of uh, yeah of that. Now to step step away from Mojo for a second. So let's say Stroud Stroud goes to Panthers and mm-hmm. Young goes to the Texans, which is kind of you know what it looks like it's going, or maybe vice versa. Which yeah. one of those quarterbacks do you prefer? Like. Which one do you, would you be investing your money in? I mean, I, I think for a long time, like in, in all of my fantasy leagues, I've kind of leaned towards Stroud just because, I, I don't know, even like last summer, I just thought, you know, look, Bryce Young, I love Bryce Young. He's a, just an absolute baller. He is kind of going to have to be a really odd outlier to stick at his size. And so that's as much as I don't want to knock him to that, and as much as that has been become a cliche and something that's been overdone, um, I, I live in the data, you know, and so it's like, if I'm really going yeah. with the safer projection, I think uh, the most accurate passer and most prototypical body uh, in the draft uh, that kind of fits the mold of the modern success, successful quarterback with comps that we can point to, that's going to be Stroud. Uh, but Bryce Young, you know, I, I, he just, he's just built different. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's really hard to even quantify, you know, just like down to the, the little details of like his dad being like a mental health coach to the point that, you know, he's just basically coached him out throughout this process to just always stay cool. And that always translates on the field. And so it's just it's tough, but I think I lean Stroud. And, and what does Dion say? Do, do both of them have rich parents? I can't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dion, Sorry. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Dion <laughs> specifics that he's looking for every, every position. That was interesting. And that's probably yeah. its own, own podcast right there, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those things that's probably better unsaid, but it's probably you know kind of true. <laughs> you never know. Like it's definitely something to yeah. Like you said, another podcast. So let's go down to what I like the second tier of guys. We got Anthony Richardson at thirty sixty one on Mojo. Will Levis at twenty seven sixteen. I put Hendon Hooker in there. I think he's got is as good of a shot as those other two guys. I mean, even though he's like twenty five years old. 
but his value is half of what Richardson's is, fifteen forty six. So I, I just I, I like those. I like the values. I think didn't I help you do a, an exercise where we kind of value these guys a little bit and whether I thought they were up and down and stuff. I think I did something for that. So. Yeah, I always, I always just ask my friends, like, what do they think of the prices and stuff? And it's funny because, like, I, I'm, like, the I'm, I'm the college football analyst. But at the same yeah. time, like, I, I I don't just put them on the platform as, like, right. my ranks. Like, a bunch of the prices actually don't match how I would rank these players or, like, just because like, the market speaks, you know? I have to kind of mm-hmm. uh, just have it reflect what is fair and what is actionable based on what's coming in. And right. uh, so, yeah, it's just it's, it is interesting how, the, how this tier has played out. And I know many people would not include Hinn and Hooker in this tier. But I, I appreciate that you did because Hinn uh, <laughs> and Hooker actually in, in season, actually at one point was higher yeah. than Will Levis in terms of his projected future uh, production uh, via Mojo. And so... That's not the same as fantasy production, but at the time, last fall when Will Levis was coming off of you know a few putrid games, and basically that was most of his career anyway, and then Hooker was not. He was coming off of like torching Alabama and just absolutely just killing it, you know. And people that kind of just tuned in now, they're like, "Oh, he's coming off of a bad injury. Oh, he's old. That's all I need to know. I'm just gonna you know throw him in the trash can." But truth be told, he had what two seasons, 95th percentile plus pass efficiency. And even one season that was above the 80th percentile back at Virginia Tech, like he's been a really good player for a very long time. And uh, if it weren't for the injury and if he was two years younger, he would be the QB3 easily. Do you like the value of Richardson at 30 and Levis at 27? Do you think that's probably pretty fair at this point? Or You know, it's interesting. I, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say. What, what, like, you know, <laughs> oh, but, okay. Yeah, but this is off the record. Say, Nobody's listening. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. This is, nobody listens to podcasts. It's fine. <laughs> but no, seriously, it, it's it is interesting because like, just to kind of frame what that value means. Typically, like a first rounder, like I mentioned before, you know, around like the floor of a back end first rounder is eighteen to twenty dollars or so, like that for a typical quarterback prospect. And so this kind of range implies, you know, they're probably top 10, top 10 picks. And, um, you know, depending on the mock draft source that you believe or trust, um, you know, both of these guys, Richardson and Levis, have been in the top 10 conversation for quite some time, especially since the combine. Richardson has been kind of just the assumed, you know, fourth pick off the board. In some cases, people will be like, oh, yeah, he's going to be the first overall pick. That's probably not going to happen considering he has the worst passing profile since like 2000 to actually get drafted at all. Um, but you know, it's just, he, he also is like the best athlete to ever play the position. So <laughs> you have to kind of weigh uh, how that projection really fits. Uh, but to me, I, I kind of have to, at this point, at least slot Richardson up in the, the QB three slot because Will, Will Evis, he's not as mobile and he's not an efficient passer himself. So he's got tons of questions and both profiles are imperfect. Uh, but that's probably yeah. why the market is spoken and they're nowhere near the price of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. So if they do both go, like if Richardson goes four and Levis goes like seven, would their value go up near 40 then or being there just behind? Or do well, we still think in their profile too? Yeah, it just depends on, on, on a lot of things that happen because market action, like the buying and selling actually mm-hmm. drives a lot of the the market response and so just like stocks yeah yeah just like stocks and so i mean it's one thing for us to say uh, you know a typical pick uh, should equal this kind of value range but if the market is pulling us downwards in a different direction 
um, I'm not going to overdo it and, and just say, no, I, I think it should be this. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, it just really just, it depends on so many different things, uh, which is a lot of fun, but yeah, I mean, normally if they were an, a typical average prospect that went like fourth overall, third overall, something like that, it would be, it would end up higher than what it is right now. Oh, so yeah. Like if Stroud somehow fell to four, it wouldn't affect his value at all. But if Richardson went, yeah, I, I got it. Okay. I yeah. And it might, it. Yeah. yeah, it might pull it, just pull it down for Stroud or young, but you know, it's just really depends on, there's kind of a band of expected outcomes for every single player, you know? And so if they fall too far outside the band, there's going to be an impact. After those top, that second tier, I mean, you, you just to show you guys the value of the other guys in the class, Jaron Hall, $5 and 18 cents, Duggan, mm-hmm. 493, Stetson Bennett, 438, Dorian Thompson Robinson, 427, Jay Kaner, 379. So that gives you guys just a value of, you know, guys that are just basically at this point, dart throws, probably day three guys. You know, I don't know if there's any of those guys you really like. I mentioned a little bit before the show that I, I wouldn't mind scooping up some of Jay Kaner at 379 because I like him a lot. But I don't know, is there any other guy on there that you kind of have a leaning toward as a guy you'd, you'd want to target or yeah this class is just uh once you get out, outside the top five there's not a whole lot of safe projections and um a lot of people are not right. super optimistic that uh really <laughs> anyone outside of the top five even gets day two capital at this point uh, i know a lot of people are you know trying to copy and paste mock drafts from like six or seven months ago and put mckee in the conversation uh but he shouldn't <laughs> be you know uh, and so uh, there's yeah. really just I mean, he's probably the worst one out of the entire bunch that might get drafted anyway. Uh, Tanner McKee from Stanford, that is. Uh, but yeah, this bunch, like I, I like Jaron Hall, like at his peaks. Uh, he's mobile enough. Um, he's had efficient runs of production, and overall, like if you put his peak up next to most people's in this class, he's probably, you know, got the the fifth or maybe seventh best uh, pass efficiency peak uh, in terms of like an overall season. But of course, they play easier competition right. so if you adjust for that at all it's not as great and so i but i i, I do like jaron hall quite a bit to at least get some day three capital and uh D- duggan and bennett i mean they, they proved to be really fast mobile in college and then verified that uh, when they had the opportunity to do that do so and prove that and so yeah they, they're mobile enough to kind of stick on a roster and uh dtr kind of same thing like he wasn't perfect as a passer but he kind of put it together in the, in the last couple of years uh, as, as both a passer and, and proving he can do it with his legs. And then Jake Hayner, I mean, he missed some time, but man, at his peak for Fresno State, he was looking really good at times. I mean, like the last, uh, I don't know, four, four or five games of his career uh, were some of the best we've seen. So like his peak is incredible too. Clayton Toon, another name that, I mean, he's gotten some ridiculous uh, throws on his resume. And, and, and what's funny about Toon is like, he's like the, if you put his profile, uh, like, you know, kind of a, raw stats uh, next to like Caleb Williams uh, or even like his EPA stats, some other things next to Caleb, Caleb Williams. He's like the G five version of Caleb Williams, which is, which is strong because Caleb Williams is amazing, but like it, it, it's, it's alarming how, how similar there, there are, there are things in their profiles that look the same. Obviously tunes competition is way, way worse. Uh, but yeah. I think people are, are potentially sleeping on him. Uh, as well, so yeah, there's a bunch of guys who can stick on rosters, but outside of the top, the top five, it's it's pretty tough to project success. But the, the thing about the price points here, like Jaron Hall and Max Duggan, Stetson Bennett, like they're all five, five, six dollars or less. You know, like guys like um, you know, like Sam Howell last year came around this range, you know, because he was like a fifth rounder or something like that. And um, but it doesn't take much of production to reach that price point, like 
you know, the good quarterbacks, they're, you know, like Joe Burrows and, you know, Justin Herberts and, you know, guys like that. They're banking, you know, over over this price point per season. And so, like, if one of these guys actually did pan out, it could be a huge, huge boom, you know, like a moonshot type player because, I mean, you'd probably only have to be in the league producing for a rookie contract to, you know, three or four X this kind of price point. That said, uh, you know, since 2000, like, there have only been yeah. – like to like the really like moonshot guys. There've actually only been um, thirty players to even eclipse forty uh, mojo value at the quarterback position uh, since two thousand. Like 40, 40 quarterbacks, like at all. <laughs> like and most of the production, of course, in this league is is really attributed to most just like a solid few quarterbacks that actually stick long enough to produce for a very long time. Uh, we kind of got spoiled there, right? Like what right. is it, the, the draft class from? I guess from like Brady to what is that? Matt Ryan's draft class, 2008, maybe, maybe Stafford's draft class, like that window of, of quarterbacks, like just dominated altogether collectively for two decades long plus. And so those are all the, the guys, the names that you can see it's out the boards for most production and most accrued mojo value. But outside of like that narrow window of quarterbacks that came into the league, we, we haven't seen a bunch of guys stick long enough to be like 40 plus you know, there are ex- exceptions like Mahomes yeah. is already way above that. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of potential is what I'm saying with these lower price guys, because, you know, that being $5, like the average starter who just plays 15 games gets more than five bucks on average. So, yeah. Do you, do you remember what Brock Purdy's value was in October versus January? I do. I absolutely yeah. do because, yeah, I, I can't, you know, peek behind the curtain too much, but that's been an ongoing conversation for <laughs> months now. Uh, in fact, I remember like looking at the distribution of the prices for all our incoming players and thinking, how is he this low? Like just thinking like, what are we like? But it, it made sense at the time because, you know, yeah. there was Trey Lance, there was Jimmy G. He was, just, he was Mr. Irrelevant, uh, but he was like a dollar, uh, I think a dollar 40 or something when he first IPO'd. Cause he was Mr. Irrelevant behind two got other guys who were yeah. not going to let him see this field. He might not even make the roster. Right. And so uh, he kind of, he kind of blew up since then. And uh, what's funny uh, about Mojo value is we do give a bonus uh, for like Super Bowl wins. And so with the built-in probability of, of them making it to the Super Bowl for a good while there, <laughs> there are a lot of people intrigued on the Mojo market by, by, by Mr. Uh, Brocktober himself. So we saw some interesting, action on both sides people you know betting against him thinking oh no 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 it's trey lance's job still and then people like no 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 he's gonna win the super bowl well <laughs> it's just, it's just it was hilarious like he i mean he he went from a here it was it was oh sorry dollar 60 was where he came in and he ended up peaking like 11 bucks or so so he like popped oh wow yeah from yeah. Be, beginning of the season being like a penny stock so like up over 11 bucks and now like even now he's like 828 today uh, but he's he's been the most wild stock we've had <laughs> in existence. <laughs> yeah, so that's been an ongoing conversation and just uh, really fun for all of us traders and all the people who are kind of mm-hmm. really overseeing the stock market to just see how all over the place the perception is. And, and we see that on Twitter still today. Like it's just people are like, oh, you don't know, this is Trey Lance's job or no, no, if he's healthy, pretty's clearly the guy. And so that's what's fun uh, about Mojo is if you really are you can put your money literally where, where your mouth is and just be like, no, I'm going to bet in, in this future. And uh, so we've seen people go both ways. All right. Thank you, Travis. As usual, it's always fun to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, find your work, uh, your spiel. 
Absolutely. So uh, I am not doing much content anymore unless there's like some uh, big IPO that we have coming on the NFL side or college side. Um, like actually, I think I'll have something posting up on the Mojo site uh, this Wednesday. But for the most part, they like me to steer clear from uh, putting things in print with my name on it on, on takes on players, <laughs> just because I am overseeing <laughs> the market. You know, don't want to do any, any yeah, kind of conflicts yeah. of interest stuff or whatever. But you know, it's just um, it's been a lot of fun. So you can find my stuff on Mojo.com. They have the blog there. They got a few pieces uh, you can check out there, just about Mojo itself and some of the players that are, have been on platform. Uh, but, you know, you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. If you uh, have any questions on NFL draft prospects, college players, uh, or really at any other sport you're into now because I'm having to get up to, to steam on NBA and college basketball and Major League Baseball. And it's just it's been a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, check out Mojo. I mean, you can download it anywhere. Uh, just have to be in New Jersey to to take part. So, yeah. Find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. This podcast, Daily Draft, RPRT. Thank you all very, very much for listening. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.